Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. Thank you for joining me as we delve into the exciting world of writing and publishing non-fiction books and everything in between. My name is Steph Caswell and I'm an author and writing coach on a mission to help you find confidence and happiness in your writing journey. To explore what it means to be a writer. Because writing is more than getting words on a page. It's more than holding your finished book in your hands. It's about the personal journey we go on as writers, the challenges and the triumphs we face on a regular basis. But it's not just about that. I want to empower you to write a book in your niche, to become the go-to expert, because you can use a book to grow your business and be a thought leader in your field. You just have to know how to do it. I'm also an avid reader and feel we can learn much from the writers who have gone before us. So, during these episodes, I'll be sharing books I think you'll love and learn from too. So, without further ado, let's see what today's episode has in store. Today, we're delving into the frustrating world of procrastination, something we all struggle with and not just with our writing. It can take many disguises. From convincing yourself today is the day you must sort your Tupperware to find the matching lids, to reorganising your clothes into seasonal sets, you've done them all to avoid sitting down to write. I even built a filing cabinet. You see, I'm a bit less Benjamin Franklin, don't leave that until tomorrow what you can do today, and a bit more Chandler Bing. You know what's weird? Donald Duck never wore pants, but whenever he's getting out of the shower, he always puts a towel around his waist. I mean, what is that about? I love this episode of Friends because it perfectly encapsulates what it means to procrastinate. And it's the episode where Chandler decides he wants to take on a new fitness regime. And Monica gets incredibly excited about this whole idea of being his sort of accountability buddy, his support partner, and she wants to step in and encourage him to exercise. He is less than enthusiastic. And throughout the episode, there's her trying to support him, trying to encourage him, trying to make him exercise. And there's him doing everything he possibly can to avoid exercising and to procrastinate about doing it. And whenever I think about procrastination, that Friends episode always rears its uh, ugly head in my head. And I thought while I was doing the planning for today's episode, it would be a great example to share with you. And if you haven't seen it, I do encourage you to, to watch it because it's A, very funny, but B, also very, very relevant to what we're talking about today. And I can pretend, much like Chandler can, that anything is important for me to consider rather than doing the hard stuff when it comes to writing. So is procrastination the ultimate avoidance strategy? And why do we do everything in our power to avoid hard work? Well, it's not as simple as you may think. According to scientists, procrastination is down to the way we're wired and nothing to do with being lazy or unmotivated. It's actually our brain trying to protect us from negative feelings. You see, all our decisions are first channeled through the emotional or chimp part of our brain. And if you haven't read The Chimp Paradox by Professor Steve Peters, I really encourage you to do it because it's a fantastic book. And he talks about the chimp part of the brain. And it's this part of our brain uh, which is responsible for fight or flight. It's called the amygdala. 
and it makes us feel overwhelmed. So if we have too many tasks or we're faced with a difficult one, there is a fight resistance or flight response, which is to ignore it. So the next time you begin, I don't know, laminating the kitchen floor rather than writing, you can simply blame your brain, right? Well, yes and no. Now we understand the way the brain works, we can build in some habits and behaviours that help us when procrastination strikes. Um, I know you know how much of a Mel Robbins fan I am. And I think probably in almost every episode, I've somehow managed to bring her into the conversation. But one of the things Mel talks about around procrastination is that actually procrastination itself becomes a habit. So if you are somebody who habitually procrastinates when it comes to writing or anything that you know is hard or you perceive to be hard, then maybe, just maybe, procrastinating has become a habit for you. And you look to do that over maybe the work that you need to do, just because it's almost a temporary relief from the pressure of whatever you've got to do, the task that you've got to do. And in this case, for this podcast, it's writing. So it's it's something that is natural, it occurs naturally, and it can become a habit. So it's trying to figure out, are you somebody now who whenever you are faced with something tricky, you decide to do anything but the task in hand? Um, And I have some ways to help you beat it if you are somebody like that or if you just notice yourself from time to time procrastinating over elements of your book or maybe a section of it, hopefully these tips will help you get over it and move past it. So let's dive in. The first thing to try is to plan the next writing session you have the day before. If we sit down at the start of a session with a clear idea of what we need to accomplish during the session, things feel less daunting. It might be a scene or a chapter, or it could even just be, I don't know, your introduction, something that maybe is tricky. If you plan it the day before, if you think to yourself, what exactly is going to be in this section? It can really help when you sit down to write it to feel more prepared. Just make a few notes or some bullet points that will help you to just get started straight away as soon as you sit down. If you know exactly what you need to do when you sit down, you are less likely to find a way to procrastinate. Secondly, why not try chunking the task down? And big tasks like writing a book can be daunting. So if you sit down every day and you think to yourself, I'm writing my book today, it's quite a massive thing to think about and for your brain to get itself around, if you like. So why not think to yourself, right, I'm going to break down this book into chunks. It could be into chapters. It could even be into sections within those chapters. So if you break down the session into these manageable chunks, you then find that you're not sitting there thinking, oh, I don't want to start. I need to just quickly hang the washing out. I need to quickly just run upstairs and do that one thing that I didn't do yesterday. Anything that you will find your head filled with. Break it down, tiny section. You're just going to write this paragraph. And as soon as you get into the momentum of writing, you'll find that the procrastination itself slips away. So... Maybe set yourself a really, really simple word count. We talked about this in an earlier episode on habits and making habits as small as possible. The same thing can go with chunking down your book into manageable sizes. 
Remember, your brain is trying to protect you from a possible negative consequence. A big piece of writing can make you feel worried. You might not finish it. Is it any good? All those sort of things that crop up from time to time in our heads. So let's flood the brain with positivity by having small, achievable things to do in our writing sessions. And then the procrastination will hopefully stay somewhere else other than in your brain. And I love that the, in that episode of Friends I was talking about where Chandler says, she's got me doing butt clenches at my desk. And it always cracks me up because it's actually Monica's doing this in the right way. She's trying to give him small, manageable things to do little and often throughout the day to be fitter. And actually the same thing can be applied to your writing. The third thing you could try is accountability partners. Again, in that episode of Friends, Monica tries to be a great accountability partner. And actually, they're worth their weight in gold. It could just be a friend like Monica, or it could be a writing coach. It could be a personal coach that you have. Maybe you're having coaching on other aspects of your business. But find someone you trust ask them to hold you accountable for your writing and then arrange to send them like a daily word count update. So it could be via WhatsApp or it could be over email, something that will give you a tiny bit of a kick to get going and to avoid procrastinating because you know that that accountability partner is waiting to hear from you at the end of the day about how many words you managed to get done. Don't choose someone who's a soft touch, okay? You you need a Monica Geller. You need someone who's, you know, going to really test you and challenge you to keep to those promises you made about getting your writing done. You need someone with high expectations of you and to affectionately challenge you if you don't deliver. And it should never be something that you feel then you start to resent that person for. But accept the challenge. Ask them to challenge you. And then when they do... You have to accept it and you have to be like, do you know what? I missed it this time or or I managed to let procrastination get in the way and be own it. Be honest. Say to them, this is what happened. I actually ended up, you know, brushing the dog's teeth or something rather than doing my piece of writing for today. So try it out. Find someone that you trust, someone who can hold you accountable and just ask them, can I send you a daily word count update or a weekly one if daily seems too much? You will be surprised how much it puts a firecracker up your bottom. Okay, fourth one. Now, I know I sound, and I have to, often have to say this to people, like I would stalk Mel Robbins if I could, and I wouldn't, but I adore what she does. And this is one thing that has absolutely wiped procrastination out for me most of the time. And she's a legend, and she came up with the five-second rule, which I've talked about a lot on the podcast in terms of a book to read that is excellent as a business book, as a non-fiction book. It's also a brilliant book for procrastination. So in summary, she suggests that when you're encountering a difficult decision, maybe it's how to start the day with writing, maybe it's just getting up in the morning, maybe it's having to go and do something that you are deliberately putting off, count back from five to one and then go. And the action of counting back snaps the conscious brain into action. So you're going to get the work done and it allows you to bypass that emotional trigger, that that chimp part of the brain, which could persuade you not to do the writing that you need to do. Like I say, I use it all the time, literally every single day. And it works like a dream because it just means that instead of sitting there thinking about it, not feeling like writing, I just get going. And honestly, it's the best thing I use. 
The fifth thing I want you to think about is using a timer. I've used the Pomodoro technique quite a lot in my writing life and in my business life because it works like a dream. You work for 25 minutes and you rest for five minutes. You've probably heard about it. It's often characterized with a little tomato uh, emoji or diagram to help you remember that it's called the Pomodoro technique. You repeat that pattern of 25 minutes work, five minutes rest four times, and then you get to take a longer 15 minute break. Now, essentially, you can decide the timings. Some people really stick to the Pomodoro timings and there's Pomodoro apps out there that you can get very easily on your phone. If that feels like it's too much or you want to start off small and work your way up to 25 minutes, great. Start with 15 minutes and have a five minute rest. Other people don't like to stop after 25 minutes. They like to do maybe more like 55 minutes and then have a five minute break. So it's up to you. But try it out. The technique really helps you to be more productive in short bursts. So it looks after your well-being as well. You're not staring at a screen for hours on end. Those aches and pains don't have a chance to develop. And if you like, you're like me and you like to take a walk around the house in those five minutes, it can really help with your step count. So you're no longer now thinking, right, I've got an hour to write. That seems really, really hard work. You can just think, okay, I've got 25 minutes here. I'm going to do as much as I can in that 25 minutes. Then I can have a break. I can go and get a coffee, a glass of water. I can go and do 75 star jumps. Whatever floats your boat in your rest time, you do that. And when you get into the swing of things, you'll realize that you actually start to write for longer and you might actually extend the time of your Pomodoro timer. So it's often the prospect of the long time of writing that puts us off and causes procrastination. So really try little and often with your timings, little and often with your word count. And the sixth thing I'd like you to consider in today's episode is just developing an awareness of your procrastination. It's obviously got a scientific explanation. Of course it will have. But it doesn't mean that you can't alter your thinking quite dramatically about it. If you consider, like Mel said, that procrastinating can actually be a habit, you can start to make these changes because you are aware that you're doing it. When you're not aware you're doing it, but you're frustrated about the fact that you're doing it, it can be really hard to manage. But now you've heard this, now you maybe will do that extra bit of reading around what procrastination is, maybe you'll read the five second rule, you'll start to see that you become aware when you're doing it. And it doesn't mean that it's necessarily always easy to stop and to, you know, stop laminating the floor and actually do the writing. But the more you become aware of it, the more chance you have of making those changes. So why not turn your phone onto airplane mode and just write for that time block that you've set yourself. You're not going to be distracted by notifications or phone calls. And, you know, during those five minute breaks, if you're going to do the Pomodoro, you, of course, you can check your phone, to see if you've missed anything. But it's one of those things where you have to be strict with yourself and, you know, put down the wall filler, the leaf blower, whatever else you're tempted to do other than write and step out of that garage that you just have to tidy and think to yourself, what am I actually avoiding here? Because if procrastination is an avoidance tactic, if it's our brain protecting us, which it is, actually sit down and think to yourself, what is it about this task that I don't actually want to do? Is it that you don't feel that you're able to do it? Is it an ability thing? 
Is it that you actually, you know, you've just lost interest. You're not interested in the section of the book anymore. Maybe you're just not interested in writing a book anymore. And that's all. They're all valid things to feel. So take the time, maybe get your journal out and think to yourself, what is it about writing this section or this chapter or this book that I'm actually trying to put off? Because when you dig deep into what our emotions are around this kind of topic, you might feel that some stuff surfaces from maybe when you were younger and you know when you were at school I had a client once whose teacher used to rub out all of her writing and it it just stayed with her and made you know made her think she couldn't write so it's things like that where you sit down and you take the time to think about what the reasons are that you maybe you'll uncover something similar so get your journal out write down what's really stopping you and don't be ashamed of feeling these things they're all valid things to feel It's just recognising it, becoming aware of what they are and thinking to yourself, right, how can I get some help with this if help is what you need? So we've coming to the end of the episode now about procrastination and there are some schools of thought out there that suggest that creative procrastination is actually, you know, a really good thing. And creative procrastination is where you actively put off doing what you need to do because you need space and time for your brain to think creatively to think of those ideas and often we are doing that our subconscious is doing that all the time when we've got a problem we're trying to mull over often the solutions will come when we're out walking the dog or we're washing the car or we're doing those things that we're procrastinating with sometimes our brain will have that space to come up with a solution or to help you muddle through whatever you're trying to put off but don't use it as an excuse as to why you didn't write don't think to yourself well I had to wash the car today because or I had to go and go into the shops and get that particular thing that I've been putting off buying for the last six months today because and then fill in the blank so really think to yourself am I being realistic here with what I'm pretending I actually have to do and then tap into maybe what are you really feeling and see whether you can work that out through some journaling, through talking to people, working with a writing coach. All of these things can help you. And if you try some of these things that I've mentioned today, you should start to see a difference. And hopefully you'll stop procrastinating as much as you once were, which is, uh, yay, that's what we're hoping for. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And please remember, it's perfectly natural to do procrastinate for your brain to do that because it's trying to protect you. Everyone does it, whether it's about writing or something else. But it doesn't mean you have to live with it if it's frustrating you and stopping you from writing your book. I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the Creating Happy Writers message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can also give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag CreatingHappyWriters. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at CreatingHappyWriters.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Creating Happy Writers. If you'd like further support to write a book in your niche, you can buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, How to Confidently Write a Non-Fiction Book to Grow Your Business, which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication. Join the community by subscribing to my fortnightly newsletter, The Write Stuff, full of ideas and advice about writing and publishing. All links for these are in the show notes. So until next time, happy writing. <laughs>